I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back. So today I just wanted to give a little life update, but more specifically um, pregnancy update now that I'm approaching the end of my second trimester. So just wanted to tell you guys um, how things are going, um, kind of piggyback off of my first update, which was episode 196. And that was a pregnancy update kind of toward the end of my first trimester, I think it was the beginning of my second trimester um, when that one came out. I I really talked about um, how much I was struggling and how sick I was and kind of my approach to fitness and nutrition because I do think focusing on fitness and nutrition during your pregnancy is so super duper important, but it's going to look different for everyone, right? So just giving my experience. So now that I'm in the second trimester, toward the end of the second trimester, you know, approaching, uh, approaching the, the third trimester and kind of, I guess what's going to go by quickest, um, especially because first trimester feels like it goes by so freaking slow when you're that sick and things seem like they're finally starting to pick up. Uh, I feel like I've been pregnant like forever, but these past couple weeks I've like doubled in size it feels like so I don't know things things are progressing and changing and I'm actually feeling like I'm for reals pregnant (laughs) so a little a little update with how I'm feeling um the nausea is I'm no I don't want to say completely gone because it's not true I actually almost vomited today at my OB appointment um but for the most part it's gone um, at least it's, it's bearable. It's definitely bearable. Before I was just like, I'm never getting pregnant again. Like give me any medication. I don't even care (laughs) like what it is. Like just help me out. Like I'm feeling so sick now. I, I feel really good. Um, I kind of have an appetite, Mm, kind of like not really, doesn't really last very long. Um, the evenings is when like my appetite goes away and, I get a little bit nauseous if I don't eat anything. Um, This morning was like kind of the first day that I felt nauseous in the morning, but I think it's because I didn't, I didn't eat for the first couple hours of me being awake. Um, So yeah, that, I think that's what kind of (laughs) triggered the nausea. But yeah, I mean, I've been feeling pretty good except for the evenings, um, like I said, like I kind of have an appetite. Like there might be a couple hours during the day where I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. But that typical uh, like pregnancy cravings and hunger that people talk about, like I don't have that. Um, I just feel like because this baby is taking up so much room and because I'm having so much heartburn. My heartburn has been horrendous. Um, I had bad heartburn with Ty, but I feel like that didn't really happen to like the third trimester or this one. I've already had it like the entire second trimester and it really gets bad at night. 
So yeah, I'm hoping it'll go away, but I know for a fact that it will not <laughs> um, because it didn't with Ty. It, I had it until I gave birth to him. Even like during labor, I was having horrendous heartburn. Um, I'm not one to really take medicine, especially like conventional medicine when it comes to things like heartburn, but I've given in and had some Tums, but like if I'm being honest, it hasn't it hasn't really helped. They haven't done anything magical. Um, one thing I know that does help is having apple cider vinegar in the morning. Like just having, I think it's like one or two tablespoons in like a glass of water. Um, I did that when I was pregnant with Ty and it really seemed to help. Um, kind of frowned upon because apple cider vinegar isn't pasteurized and you know like all these pasteurization rules but here's the thing there are a lot of rules that we have for pregnancy that I don't necessarily agree with and I feel like I don't know I I know like this topic can be very controversial <laughs> controversial and I don't need like people coming coming after me coming after me about it um but I don't know, like, I don't see anything wrong with, like, if you're someone who, like, drinks raw milk, I don't think you need to stop drinking raw milk just because you're pregnant. Um, same with, like, apple cider vinegar, uh, things like that. I mean, you know, you should probably be careful with lunch meat. I definitely think that's one thing you should probably be careful with. Um, but, yeah, I mean... There's so much danger in like drink in um sorry eating like romaine lettuce nowadays and the fact that pregnant women are totally allowed to eat romaine lettuce and the whole salmonella poisoning with that is like extremely high. I don't know. There's just like so many more rules nowadays than there were like back in the day. Like I know my mom was saying things like, yeah, we never had like rules of different things you could or couldn't eat. I'm sure, I'm sure like raw fish was maybe one of them, but they said like they never had the whole no eating, um, like cured meats or no eating unpasteurized dairy. Uh, but yeah, I don't know to, to eat their own. You, you, we're all big kids here. We can make our own educated decisions. Um, and who knows? I will probably start incorporating the apple cider vinegar. I think that's obviously much healthier for my body than Tums. And of course, uh, making sure that your food and stuff is from reputable sources. If you are someone who is opting to, you know, have more raw things like milk or cheeses. But that's just my personal opinion. You make your own decisions. I don't need people coming at me <laughs> saying, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now with the whole heartburn thing. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't really had any crazy um, aversions. Um, never really had cravings. So it was mostly aversions that I had to worry about. Still really weird with chicken or just went up to like eating just e eating anything like at night um it's kind of went on weird about it but I've been I've been able to you know start my mornings with my protein coffee which sometimes it's decaf sometimes it's not 
Um, but I only have one glass and one cup. So, you know, don't come at me for that either. But I love starting my morning, um, with my protein coffee where it's just coffee, a scoop of protein powder and a scoop of collagen. Um, you know, I, I did that my entire pregnancy with Ty as well. And just, you know, making sure I'm getting my protein intake, making sure I'm having collagen every day is very important to me. Um, I've been trying to eat a lot of like fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut just, you know, for my gut health as well. Uh, I know a lot of, uh, I know it's kind of like normalized to think that like pregnancy is an excuse to just eat whatever you want, but I don't see it that way. I, I think there are so many reasons to really focus on your nutrition during pregnancy. Um, and yeah, I, I know it's hard for the first trimester. Like I gave myself so much grace during the first trimester. Cause it was like anything I can eat, like how that I'm okay with that because I wasn't able to eat anything <laughs> that first trimester, but you know, really prioritizing whole foods, uh, fermented foods and my protein, um, and getting that, that movement every day as well. Oh, and water intake is a really big one. I will say before I have my morning coffee, I try to chug some water. Um, that's always a really important thing to do. Make sure you have good water intake when you're pregnant. Um, that probably led to some of my like dehydration and extreme nausea during my first trimesters. Like I know I wasn't getting enough water, but like it was impossible too because I just felt so sick. So probably just why I'm feeling better now increasing my water intake. I do take um, greens and EAAs, so essential amino acids. I do take those um, almost every day. I take it when I go to work out. Um, as far as my workouts have been going, I feel like I'm basically back to normal. I'm back to my HIIT classes that I like to do multiple times a week. Been feeling really good, like, you know, still running, sprinting, lifting, um, lifting relatively heavy. Now that my, uh, my belly bump's getting a lot bigger, there have been some modifications that I've had to make. Not really many. Um, it'll just be like if we do anything on our stomach or if we're doing push-ups, um, or like we were doing, um, well, when we were stretching after class the other day, we were doing like the cobra position and I saw coning in my stomach while I was doing that. Um, coning is not good. <laughs> so it is a sign of like intolerance with your like pelvic floor and your abs and stuff. So, you know, just being aware of that, I was able to, you know, switch to a different position, a modified position. Um, so yeah, I mean, my workouts have been going really well. Like I said, I tried to do HIT probably like two, maybe three times a week. I've been incorporating yoga probably once a week, like not nothing crazy, like a 20 minute class. I'm doing like prenatal yoga. Um, and then I've been incorporating my pelvic floor prehab. So that is something I'm doing very, very differently than my last pregnancy. My last pregnancy, I really focused on lifting super heavy you know, still doing all my, my cardio for like training for like the triathlons and races and stuff. And then I still did yoga, which I think was really beneficial, but I didn't focus on pelvic floor at all. And if you guys know and have followed me or listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I struggled really bad with pelvic floor issues postpartum. 
and it actually was the reason why I couldn't get back into lifting for a while um, and why I had really bad back pain. So after my pregnancy with Ty, I did a lot of like pelvic floor physical therapy and um, I was good. I was able to, you know, heal it for the most part where I wasn't feeling any pain. And now that I'm pregnant again, I am trying to be preventative and I'm prioritizing about two days, I'd say a week of pelvic floor prehab. Um, I use, let me see what it's called. It's an app called, you see, it's called Move Your Bump. Um, It's kind of like a sister app of the Birth Recovery Center. So it's all owned by like the same person. Um, her name's Nancy Anderson. This is not, uh, sponsored or anything. I just really like what she does. Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up on my Instagram so I can just make sure. But she's the one, I did my pelvic floor, like, PT through her app. So she has, like, two different apps. So see, the first one was the Birth Recovery Center. That's, like, her program that she had, um... And that's kind of like for postpartum moms. So that's what I did. It was like, a, I'm trying to remember how long it was. It was like 80 days of pelvic floor rehab that I did. Um, and it, it worked wonders. So now I'm using her other app called Move Your Bump. Um, and it is it has just a bunch of like um, pelvic floor um, prehab. But then it also has um, like... Uh, yoga for each trimester, strength training for each trimester. Um, both of these apps have nutrition on there as well. Um, I really think they should sponsor me because I, <laughs> I'm over here talking about them. But I, I, I liked their like nutrition plan for their birth center recovery app because it was like for like breastfeeding postpartum moms, which was great. So it wasn't like. I don't know. It wasn't telling you to like uh, starve yourself or anything because it didn't want you to bring your supply down. Um, and the Move Your Bump app, that's what I've been using. Um, these are paid apps, just so you know. They're, they aren't free. But, uh, you know, I, I fit it into my budget. They're not expensive. Like, they're not expensive at all. They're like, I'm trying to remember how much. Like, maybe like 20 bucks a month or whatever for, for like the membership. You can cancel anytime. But, um... I mean, my pelvic floor is very important to me, especially because I plan to lift weights for a while, and that's not something you can do with a weak pelvic floor, and I know that it's going to make my my birth better too. And and pain, like like I said, I had really bad back pain after the birth of my son, so I mean, I don't want to have to go through that again. So my approach to my fitness is different this time versus with Ty. Um... With my weightlifting too, like I'm doing a lot more hit and kettlebell, dumbbell exercises versus when I was pregnant with Ty, I was doing a lot of like powerlifting stuff, um, a lot of uh, barbell exercises. Um, I wouldn't say there's like, there's not really a reason why I've switched it up in that sense. It's just kind of my, my interest in workouts have changed a little bit. I like taking like these hit classes that I do because like they have the workout program for you versus like when I was powerlifting these were like you know I had to come up with my own workouts and being a tired uh, toddler mom who's also pregnant it's kind of nice to have someone else structure the workouts for you. 
So, you know, you just got to find what works for you. Things are going to shift over time. Um, your your interests, your um, availability time-wise and, you know, um, physically as well. You might be someone who is just working out at home, like using these apps. These apps are great um, for working out at home or in the gym. Or you might, you know, have that time to go to the gym. I love going to the physical gym um, because I like the atmosphere, but also they have childcare. So it's always nice to kind of not have to work out with interruptions from my toddler who's asking for like his 15th snack of the day. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't think I'm uh, forgetting anything major that's happened during this trimester. I mean, this trimester has mostly been about kind of getting back into the swing of things, prioritizing my nutrition and finding some good balance with my fitness. Um, some kind, I mean, I'll be honest and transparent. Like sometimes it bugs me like in my head a little bit, like, wow, I'm not going as intense as I was like when I was pregnant with Ty. Um, but like, I've had to give myself grace for this pregnancy. Cause it's like, okay, uh, you're dealing with a toddler. You don't get like, you don't, you're not able to nap like every single, um, every single time you're like tired because you have to, you know, watch your child. Um, and then I'm like even busier, um, like business wise, job wise, things that I'm doing, just trying to juggle a lot of things. So, you know, we're always going to go through our different phases in life, right? Who knows? Maybe with my next pregnancy, um, assuming I'm, I mean, yes, I plan to have more kids than just two. So, you know, God willing, I'm, I have more pregnancies in the future. I'm sure that they're going to look different than this one. Um, you know, just being okay with that, giving yourself grace and kind of meeting yourself where you are, but like recognizing that, okay, like my fitness, my nutrition, my health, all this is a priority. I'm not going to use pregnancy as like an excuse to, I guess, slack off, be lazy, not prioritize your nutrition. Um, you know, not work out. Like, Here's the thing, like, we, we live in, like, such a hot and cold, like, culture and society where it's kind of, like, this all-or-nothing mindset, like, just because I'm anti-diet and, you know, all about giving yourself grace and being patient with yourself doesn't mean that I don't think that you should also push yourself as well, you know? That's why it's just so important to know your body and, and um, just understand what your body's telling you, like... I had to give myself grace during that first trimester that like, hey, I wasn't really able to work out or maybe it was like maybe once a week or it was like literally just walking or stretching or it could could have been doing nothing. But then once I started to feel better, you know, I was kind of out of the groove and used to not going to the gym where like I had to push myself saying like, hey, like you feel better. This is about the health of yourself, the health of your baby, your mental health. Also to set yourself up for success for postpartum as well. Um, And I had to push myself and, you know, do things that maybe I didn't really want to do, but I knew I had to do. So, you know, finding that balance, um, I think is just so important. And just listening to your body. Um, One more thing I think I just wanted to, to add. So I had my OB appointment today and... Um, this is coming from some research I've done, my holistic, 
um, tendencies, I guess. They wanted me to do the blood glucose test. And uh, I, how do I word this? It's not that the blood glucose, sorry, the blood glucose test is bad for you. It's, um, I just don't like the drinks that they give you. Um, I don't like the ingredients. I don't trust them. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, these hospitals are probably getting things for as cheap as they can. So it's probably very low quality. Um, So I've, you know, made my personal decision to uh, get my, my sugary drink from a trusted source. Um, I talked to my OB about it. Like, I told her, like, hey, I don't really love the ingredients of the glucose uh, drink that you guys give us. Um, there's this company that's, you know, trusted by many doctors and stuff and has a really good reputation. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Fresh Test. Once again, not sponsored. I wish it was. <laughs> I'm just saying from the research that I've done, um, it is a glucose test. It has non-GMO, no artificial, um, no uh, like artificial colors or ingredients or anything like that. So, you know, it is something I have to pay for out of pocket. It's like 20 bucks or something. But um, it's it's a decision I've made for my health. My OB has agreed with it. If anything, it's just kind of inconvenient because I have to buy it, then I have to bring it, and I can't open it until I open it in front of them. Um, this is not something I did during my first pregnancy because I was just learning as I went along, but, you know, I'm all about trying to be 1% better every day, learning a little bit more about, like, our food sources and our, uh, like, just our, our Western medicine and just how we can't just assume everything they do is for the best, um, I mean, it is, like, essentially for the best. Like, they're doing their best, but not everything's going to be super high quality. Not everything is going to be um, catered to you individually, you know, and your specific needs. Like, these OBs and these doctors, unless you have, like, a doula or a midwife who, like, you're doing a home birth or something, if you're just going to, like, a conventional doctor out in town, you are going to, you're going to be, like, one of, like, a zillion patients they see a day. So... Um, I will say my goal is for my next child to have a home birth. Um, I, I would really love to do that. Um, I guess I'm just a little too chicken to do it for this second birth after like my kind of crazy first birth. Uh, so my next time around, I really want to do a home birth, but my personal choice now is to do a birth, you know, at the hospital, um, but have like my boundaries or certain things like the blood glucose tests that I want um, better quality glucose drinks. So that's just like one of the decisions that I'm making. Um, maybe I'll share some more of my journey and decisions on my Instagram page at this is Miranda Lee. Um, if you guys want to follow along, but that's pretty much my update. I kind of blabbed on long enough. Uh, that's just where we are today. Uh, Maybe I'll give one more update before the birth of the baby in May. And then the one after that will be my birth story. But until then, uh, we'll just go back to the normal holistic nutrition podcast episodes um, with a couple uh, birth updates, pregnancy updates sprinkled in between. But thank you guys for joining me and for listening. And I will catch you in next week's episode. 
Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.